baby! <laughs> yeah, right. But no, you're absolutely right. Here, this kind of feels, uh, maybe lazy a little bit? Welcome to Set Gender Park. Movie screenings. Why not, you know? Yeah, at that point, why not? It's gotta be Saturday somewhere. It's just something familiar. It's hilarious. Hello to my little friend! Hello! Because we did like five shows on this movie. <laughs> my name is Tom Cohen. You bite your tongue if this is not, it does not hold up. You know, I like history too, and maybe when this is all over, you and I can stop by the souvenir shop together. But right now, I just, I just said I want to find some rockets. It's a movie. Happy Saturday, Robert. Happy Saturday to you. You're looking good. You have a great Michael Myers uh, cutout behind Uh, you. Oh, yeah. That's a Halloween 2 cutout that I thought was kind of cute. Very cool. (laughs) Did that come in your box set? Uh, No. That came from Party City. Yeah, Party City has some fun Michael Myers stuff. I need to get to Party City. They have like the coolest stuff there from things that you've mentioned in the past. Yeah. I've never... I don't think I've been until this, this season, so... but. Yeah, some nice. fun stuff. What is your shirt? It is a Halloween Kills shirt. Oh, nice. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Three three Halloween Kills shirts. Um, and I'll, as soon as we get off this, I'll go be seeing Halloween Kills for the third time. Yes, the set jetter. Let it Don't. burn. Usually it's more Evil Dies Tonight. I think they say that 63 times, my friend said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is Evil Dies Tonight the Carol Ann of Halloween Kills? It is. It's just like, oof. Yeah, and it gets a little worse each time it's it's said. So, so listeners, please don't take my third viewing of Halloween Kills as a recommendation necessarily. <laughs> no. Does, did they really say it that much, though? It uh, It's overdone, yeah. Wow. You would think, like, in this day and age with, like, script supervisors and stuff. I mean, the strike hasn't happened yet. You figure somebody would go, eh, we're saying this a lot. It's a bit I redundant. Think, I don't know. It, it It is what it is. It is what it is. You're listening to the podcast Set Jetter Saturdays with Robert Patterson himself. Check out his website, of course, at set-jetter.com. We have a great show tonight. We're going to get into 2006 highest grossing films and decide if they still hold up. And also uh, our Set Jetter Saturdays October Halloween picks the slash and gore genre. We're going to give our recommendations there. Later on, we're going to talk about the Nebraska gubernatorial governor's race. Oof. Incumbent Pete Ricketts will be squaring off against John Scurvy and Mike Hepsey um, to fit with the whole disease last names, like Ricketts. <laughs> it's a disease, right? Like the man, he's a disease. Uh, he is a something. Uh, yeah. I, for better or for worse, uh, Ricketts is done. I think he's termed out. So, okay. um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what I have no stake in the game with Nebraska politics. I just wanted to do a pun on the name Ricketts, <laughs> being that it's a vitamin D deficiency. That is, that's the Nebraska's other state motto. <laughs> <laughs> vitamin D deficiencies. Vitamin D. Don't forget, yeah. though, listeners, Nebraska's real motto is Nebraska. It's not for everyone. Right. Yes. <laughs> and it's Which, true. It's a true motto. We'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Oh. Um, but yeah, we got a great show tonight. We're going to get into October's Halloween picks. These are films that Robert and I are recommending that you watch uh, not only during the Halloween season through October, but year-round. They're pretty good. Um, so Robert, for the slash and gore genre category, what do you have for your number one? Um, I picked The Fly as my number one because uh, 1986 version of The Fly, and I remember at the time it was a 
uh, special effects fest, and it was you know people cringing and uh, at the now people I think are kind of more used to that stuff, but at the time it was a ooh, but I yeah, loved it. it was revolutionary too yeah. with the effects, and is it Cronenberg directed? Yeah, that? David Cronenberg directed it. Gina mm-hmm. Davis, Jeff Goldblum. And the effects too, with like the little spikes coming out of him, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, like, it, it it does its job. It, it's very creepy, and of course, the famous line, also the tagline, is, and the title of the show, this episode, is "Be afraid, be very afraid." Yes, Gina Davis has the perfect line delivery of that. So, but yeah, so that was my kind of number one when I thought about gore and slash. I'm like, I that I think of the fly. It's a great one. Um, I pick for one of mine, uh, my first one is Dawn of the Dead, of course, the 1978 one. I think out of all the, the George Romero um, originals and also the reboots and stuff uh, or remakes, this is my favorite. It just has the right amount of capitalistic greed, you know, in the late <laughs> 70s. Yeah. They kind of make some statements. Um, Tom Savini, of course, is in it and did the makeup. And uh, it's just the, yeah, it, it's where it all started, um, Dawn of the Dead. It still holds up. And I do like the opening scene in Philadelphia with the SWAT team and stuff. It's it's perfect 70s. Like the gunshots are 30 times louder than they need to be, and they're all <laughs> echoing. You, you know, know, guns it, guns are louder in Philly. Yeah, much louder, much louder. But do you know what I mean? In those yeah. 70s movies, like the crazies and all that, the gunshots are like, like they're. It's like a cannon for each shot because they didn't have like the sound mixing right. Yeah. Well, you want to feel it, you know. You want to feel it does its job. Are you, are you a Dawn of the Dead fan? Uh, yeah, not a. I I've not made the pilgrimage out there to go visit locations like many fans have. So, um, yeah, casual fan, but not a a diehard fan. Was is it the same mall in the Blues Brothers, or am I mistaken? Um, no, I think that's Chicago bound. Okay, because Dawn of the Dead Mall is Pittsburgh. And um, yeah, Monroeville Mall. Monroeville Mall. Okay. Yep. So Dawn of the Dead's a good one. Um, yep. What do you have for your next one, Seth? Um, and this is uh, more of the slash, not the gore, technically. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the set 1974 version. So, yeah, uh, obviously, when you do look back at that and the Halloweens, and they, or at Halloween 1, uh, they did, really did not have that much um, gore, uh, more implied, but uh, very slashy. Yeah, and a great film, too, um, which is cool. What I, when I first saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was, like, early teenager. What I really liked about this movie was when you look at, like, you know, the Friday the 13th and Michael Myers, there a lot of it is, like, slow-moving kind of foreshadowing where this just comes running out with a chainsaw kind of thing. Like, it's very oh, yeah. in your face. It it jolts the senses, not to mention the wheelchair scene with the guy in the wheelchair. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're going to let him die? <laughs> It was well. He had the personality at some point. You're like, yeah, go ahead. And, it's time to go. take him. But um, I do highly recommend if you have not seen the original in the theater, it is a different experience. Yeah, no, for sure. I haven't. I would love to do that. You should. Yeah, I much. I noticed more camera work and moves than I ever had before. So I Pretty recommend good. that. Yep, recommend that. I have Friday the Thirteenth, the original from 1980, uh, as a recommendation. More for the slash. Um, this movie started it all with the whole, you know, sleepaway camp, summer camp kind of thing that's been parodied and done and rebooted forever, but um, still holds up. Still a fun film. Ending uh, the last act might be like 10, 20 minutes too long with the mm. chase where they end up here and there and there, but it gives you what you want. And um, uh, you can't forget Kevin Bacon is in it, too. Kevin Bacon Fest. 
Mrs. Voorhees. Um, yeah, no, I think I think the ending is just probably. I mean, the ch the cat and mouse. You know, that's what makes these movies. And as a fan, that's what I look forward to the most. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. It's a good point. Um, I'm not familiar with your next one. Uh, the Eyes of Laura Mars. And so I've, I've seen this before, but I've just been recently revisiting it. So it's actually based on a screenplay by John Carpenter. Um, and it stars uh, Faye Dunaway. And uh, it's a early 70s, I mean, not early 70s, but late 70s, typical um, stalking women type thing but it has some interesting things where laura mar she played uh fade and plays a photographer and she sees the killings happening um and visions and stuff like that and uh sure enough cool. eventually she is becomes a target oh that's cool so it's streaming it a lot I, I would i would check it out and see what you think is it because i i think i i watched the wrong movie i watched the eyes of bruno mars it was <sighs> a documentary on eyeshadow yes. <laughs> yeah it wasn't good you missed out so but yeah uh, check it out I will check. I will check it out. Eyes of Laura Mars. Um, Scream. I have my next one. Um, the never heard of it. Never heard of it. What is this movie? <laughs> it has something to do with. Oh, I'm sorry. Which Scream? Right. Scream. You, you need to be more specific. 2022. You need to be more specific. Yeah. Scream six. Scream five. Scream. Scream. Uh, Scream. I just watched this. Uh, it's still a fun movie. This obviously changed the game. It was a self, almost self-parodying horror film at the time, um, which was massive massive hit obviously it spawned several sequels um but it's fun and did you you watch the trailer we talked about this you watched the tra the new trailer for the screen? new trailer yeah um it's it looks like it'll be interesting enough to i'll go see it of course of course no matter what yeah nev campbell looks good yeah no um she, she well. still looks there. she it's she's kind of like the amy Steele, where like you know like you could act like like oh it's five years after scream one you're like all right i buy it you know she looks right yeah exactly <laughs> it's five years after scream one um what do you have for your next one sir um i have inside the 2007 original version so i'm hmm. not sure if you've heard that so i don't know it is a uh, there's a few films where i kind of close my eyes uh, at some of the gore, and this is one of them. So, oh no, yeah, and disturbing, and uh, I think it's a French film. That, and they did remake it, and the, the, of course, the American version is never quite as good. So, no, uh, I recommend. I don't want to give anything away, but it's it's disturbing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to give anything away either. I haven't seen it, but I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and yeah. yikes! And if Robert's closing his eyes, I'm going to get the yeah. fuck out of there. I'm not watching it. <laughs> If it scares you, nope, not yeah, doing it. It's just like, oof, but yeah. That, so. That's like me saying, uh, that, Robert, that movie's a little too cheesy. I won't watch it. Yeah. Because I'll watch anything. But if you're uh -huh. scared, no. Yeah, a little bit. Compared to your gore fest, that's next. My, <laughs> my gore fest, this is more for the slasher, I guess. Friday the 13th, part 3, 1982. <laughs> I am biased towards this. This is my, my favorite Friday the 13th film. Um, but yeah, it's a fun movie. It's the first movie, as you know, where Jason dons the hockey mask. It has some cool scenes and also check out Robert's website at set dash jetter.com, uh, at, you know, set visits and look at Friday the 13th part three. You did really good work on this. We talked about this before, but you nail it from bouquet Canyon to the Vela. I'm going to say it wrong. Ranch. You were, yep. Yeah. You, you nailed it. And you're, I'm not even going to plug your buddy, but there's supposed to be a video coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I'm I'm actually giving up on it. It's it wasn't shot. 
I should have been there. But um, I, for some reason, the legend has it there will be a video of Robert at the barn, which he was there. He has pictures. But somebody else should post this, and I'm waiting for this for about three Some, months now. Someday. Someday. But we'll yeah, check it out. Friday the 13th Part 3. Yeah. It's obviously has its cheesiness and flaws, but it's yeah. fun. It's a good Jason, though, too. I mean, who's kind of hulking and creepy. Yeah. and Yeah. Totally. Uh, my next we, one is Maniac, and this is the remake, the 2012 Elijah Wood version. So have you seen this one? I want to say that I have. Okay. So also yeah. it's, um, and it was one of those, when they announced this remake, you know, horror fans mm-hmm. were up in arms, like, there's no way you could remake it. And they the, did the, a little bit of twist on it and a little bit, uh, a lot of it is point of view um, of Elijah Wood. Um, but I, I thought it was really well done. So I have okay. Cabin in the Woods for Gore. Yes. 2011. Um it's a trope on prior, you know, iconic horror movies. So, uh, but it's an interesting take. I thought I thought it was a fresh idea when it came out. Yeah, no, I liked it. I feel like there should be more of them. You know, like they, mm-hmm. I felt like it could have they could explore other ideas and stuff like that, or um, different. Not to turn it into a, a franchise of you pick different props and stuff like that, and that becomes true. But I like that idea. Yeah, I do too. And it's Sigourney Weaver, like. It gives you what you want to see, and um, scary too. And I like the buildup of it, and they show like you know the governments around the world, and it, it's yeah. it's it's a fresh idea. So check out the cabin in the woods. And for our last, uh, we both have picked a similar one. Um, what do we have for the last one? On this Event list? Horizon, 1997. Sam Neill's second greatest role. Third, if you include Jurassic Park Part 3. Three, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so Event Horizon, uh, I saw this in the theater, and I remember it was like, this theater was like super cold, and which worked kind of for the space oh, yeah. type of thing. And I remember it was one of those that, it was creepy, and you just, yeah, I just remember being farther and farther down in my seat, and I think it was my sister went to the bathroom, and she's like, I don't know if I want to go back in there. Like, <laughs> it was one of those intense movies now you see it and there's like oh it's kind of whatever but it's it's still right. a fun ride yeah it is a fun ride still holds up too i just watched this not too long ago and uh yeah it works it's a good movie um give it a shot yeah so th- those are the good ones of slash and gore before we get to 2006 <laughs> right those are the good movies those are what you're going to want to take away from the show you can actually tune out now here's what's uh, here's what you shouldn't see here's what you shouldn't see do they still hold up these are the highest grossing films top 10 of 2006 according to box office mojo number one is pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest part two part three i don't know couldn't tell you <laughs> yeah <laughs> this might have been the one with keith richards played johnny depp's dad i don't know oh they all blend together after yeah. the first one for me good casting but yeah this would have been the um, Clark, and I have all the facts. I believe this is the second one in the franchise. Gotcha. I'll yeah. take your word for it. So, yeah, so, second installment. Uh, so. Uh, so, big no for me, obviously. It does not have Keith Richards. Yeah, yeah it doesn't hold up for uh, myself either. Um, I, I do, I do, I will watch this before I watch any of the later ones. But I'm still a curse of the Black Pearl guy, and they all run together. Yeah, it's all the same. So. All um, green screen. All green screen. What do we have for number two, sir? A uh, film I have not seen, Cars. Cars, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> sure, sure. I, since I, uh, I, I've seen a poster and I, I can identify 
what the cars look like but uh, i do like cars i like uh i saw this i think at the el capitan no no i wasn't out here then i saw cars too at the el capitan um i like the cars franchise i think they're cute yeah. and yeah they're kind of done well they're they're obviously made for kids um and of course the catchphrase is ka-chow that he says but um if you watch saturday night live they owen wilson was the guest last weekend yeah and um or two weekends ago and they did a spoof of he came in to film like cars four and the lines were just inappropriate. They were feeding him. And he's like, Jack off. He doesn't say this stuff. And at the end, they're like, oh, here's your paycheck from Disney. He's like, these are going to film these themselves. Gonna... Let's get rolling. Uh, yeah, it's funny. But yeah, it still holds up for the, okay. the Pixar, okay. if you're into that thing. Um, number three is X-Men. The last stand, although it's, it is not. Is it really the last? Like... No, no. It's just the beginning. I'm sure my friend drugged me to this one, but, and I'm sure it's just fine. But yeah, X, X, as we talked before, X-Men are really not my type of movie. No, I mean, I haven't seen it, but uh, it doesn't hold up. Um, what do we have for number four? Um, based on the hit novel, The Da Vinci Code. Stan Brown. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so uh, this film is, oh, it's a... Sunday afternoon passing while you're doing laundry, maybe. Um, I certainly don't own it, but if you're following Robert's rating system, this would fall under. Oh, okay, so it's four stars. No, oh, well, no, no, it's two stars. Movie two, to fold yeah. laundry by. Yep, yeah, yeah, two star. So it's good. It's good enough. Um, I did start to watch the new series, The Lost Symbol, um, but I've already kind of. Oh faded away from that a little, after a couple episodes but kind of fallen off of it yeah we'll see i think it'd be funny if you actually applied your rating system in real time so if you were like at the theater and you didn't like it you started folding laundry like you brought a basket of laundry and you I were just folding it sigh. yeah right. i guess you can do it while you're streaming yeah i guess we're doing um <laughs> and what do we have next on the list uh superman returns um, so I kind of I do like this one. So I do mm-hmm. own it on Blu-ray. Um, I I liked what they did with it. It's certainly not a perfect film. Uh, I like that it became a, a new Superman three, uh, kind of a yeah. version of that. Um, right. Dare I say I thought uh, Kevin Spacey made a decent Lex Luthor. Uh, Parker Posey I thought was a nice kind of fill in for Valerie Perrine oh, yeah. uh, instead of instead of Miss Tessmacher, but she kind of had the same. You know, and she has one of my favorite lines of, uh, <laughs> now I don't remember, but she's, she's, she's so upset. So like, she goes about the, she goes, the brakes, she, they actually, he actually did take out the brakes because he wanted to make it realistic. And she, <laughs> she came storming back. It's like, you didn't have to cut them for real. But anyway, but yeah, so, yeah, but anyway, and it's one of those that it, by the third act, it's like, oh, it's too long, overblown. You kind of moved on, but yeah, uh, but yeah, so it still works for me though. It's it's Brandon Routh as Superman. Yes. Yeah, I thought he was a good Superman. He was a good-looking yeah. dude, and, and I, I like this movie too. I saw this when it came out, and I thought it was um, it was needed. It was a fresh take, kind of like, for better or for worse, like the Hulk during that times. We were kind of stuck with these old movies that are still good, but um, we needed like a new, fresh take with new technology and effects, and it it, it looked really good. I thought it really worked on the big screen, and um, yeah, yeah, Kevin Spacey. For better or for worse, I still think did a good job. Yeah. Um, I have not seen number six. This is Ice Age: The Meltdown. Yeah, the next two I'm just going to pass on. They these are movies not made for me. Obviously, family movies were just making 
big bucks in 2006. Right. I haven't seen the next two either. It's, it's Ice Age, The Meltdown, and Happy Feet, which I believe is a Penguin kind of movie. I'm sure it is. I know I've seen trailers for Ace Edge, The Meltdown, because it was always that, the ice cracking and stuff like that. And I was just like, ugh. Here we go. Ugh. Happy feet. So we'll just skip over those and go to number eight, which is Over the Edge. What the hell is I, this? I don't even know. You tell me. I have no idea. I've never even heard of it. And this was the highest grossing film. I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess what this is. I've never seen this. I'm going to guess this is some kind of cartoon. Okay, it is. That cartoon, is it? Well, no, it, yeah, it's a, something that we've never seen, uh, which is strange. Usually, obviously, we've heard of Happy Feet and and all these different things, but uh, I've never heard of Over the Hedge. Bruce How, Willis, Steve Carell. Uh, this makes me think is this, this? Is a, this is a money laundering movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What it, nobody's ever heard of it. Nobody, yeah. it's not even yeah on DVD. No, this is Cayman Island offshore account funneling yeah. schemes. So I guess we'll skip. Over the hedge, <laughs> and just All these go family to movies, yeah. number nine, Casino Royale, the first yes. Bond with Daniel Craig. Um, so this still holds up for me. It's probably my second favorite Daniel Craig Bond movie. So I thought it was kind of a good reboot, uh, even though it was not too different. Like we talked uh, before about uh, the late '80s when they were trying to make it more serious, and the audiences weren't buying it at the time. Right now, they kind of. They, they do and so so yeah this one worked and uh i remember one of my madonna dancers was uh in the beginning the parkour uh he i had just seen him oh, on cool. tour like three months earlier and i remember i was like i'm like i know that guy it's that guy yeah oh, but it was cool. it was real stunts you know i mean yeah it wasn't uh you you could tell it was real people obviously it wasn't daniel craig up there it's probably uh this right. guy that was up there but yeah so overall it still works um Bad. Maz makes a great villain, I thought. Kind of a yeah. scar. The, and he nails it. Leading eye. Yeah. He looks like Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk, I'm convinced, yeah. is a Bond villain. Like underground trains, space, like weird. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's good. It's, it still holds up for me. Next to, I haven't seen the new Bond yet, um, but yeah. next to Skyfall, this is my, my second favorite one uh, with Daniel Craig. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I remember um, Maz was talking. He was at a convention once, and he said he didn't really realize what a big deal it would he it was to be a Bond villain at the time it's he huge. was cast. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is usually you work up to that, or you know, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, right. Um, uh, no, I agree. So, Casino Royale still holds up. Yes. And what do we have for the ten <laughs> one? Talladega Nights: The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Yeah. No. No, I, I never liked this movie when it came out either. I I didn't, I don't know. I wasn't like, I was a little tired at the time. I think of, this is like one of the last movies with, you know, coming off of like old school and wedding crashers. And I felt like they did a lot of those. And this was just, um, I, I don't know. I didn't really appreciate the humor. It wasn't, it didn't do it for me. It didn't whip my cream. Did for some people, apparently. Apparently. 10th highest grossing film. So that's the week list for 2006. <laughs> Top was, 10. Do they still hold up? There's a couple in there, but yeah. A no. couple gems. Yeah. Um, and next up, we are going to go through honorable mentions. These are films that we're going to chat about uh, from 2006 that are noteworthy. And uh, we'll start off with Robert. Number one has... What, you, what is this? Mission I've never Impos- heard of this franchise. <laughs> Mission Impossible 3. 
Um, so this is another. These are movies I usually like at least to watch once in the theater because I'm like because there's usually there's usually one or two tentpole stunts that Tom does and you're like oh, okay I want to kind of see what that looks like. Um, but then it's, you never really need to see them again. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like watching a spectator sport or something. You like watch it once. You're never really going to revisit it. You know what happens, but it's kind of cool to see mm-hmm. him do his long runs, fast runs, or some yeah. kind of crazy stunt. Uh, so, but yeah, probably worth a watch once if you haven't seen it. That's yeah, it. I think so. I agree. Number two is uh, Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, Borat. This I is um, seen this Kazakhstan. In a while. Yeah, uh, I watched the sequel. Was it a few months ago that came out? So, um, mm. and I was like, I remember, I was like, oh my god, there's so many, uh, say, cringeworthy moments because you're putting yourself, you're like embarrassed for people. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. They also, you know what? They signed their life away already on this, so it's your fault if you're going to act that way. But, um, but yeah, so it is a yeah, cr- cringeworthy recommendation. <laughs> yeah, it is, and I thought at the time it was genius that. He was able to fool all these people, these like rednecks and politicians and things like that, um, you know, and, and really did that. Um, and I give him a lot of credit uh, for, for doing that, for pulling that off, because yeah. it, is, yeah, it is cringe worthy a lot of the moments to watch. Um, but at the same time, you're like, good for you, you know, for pulling this off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I recommend it, too. All right. Uh, now I lost my place. Uh, oh, Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears uh, Prada. Yeah, so um, I would like to create a fandom edit of this film where I just totally cut out her friends and her boyfriend. Is it Adam or Adrian? Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, they just bring it down and just just keep the Meryl parts, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's all I need because the other parts and the is it who who's the the guy that she falls in love with, the art dealer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like he has had work done. I'm just like, oh, I can't stand any of that. But the um, the the two two leads kind of interacting together make the movie, of course. Yeah, that's what the movie should have been. I agree. You don't remember the other parts because they're not. There's not. You know, they're just filler. Yeah. You had just those two. You could watch it all day. Oh like yeah. Doing their, you know. Um, but I agree. I, I think it holds up for the most part, though. Yeah. All uh, right. What do we have for four? The Departed. The Departed, and I just watched this. <laughs> I can't do bad Boston accent. Did you but, watch uh, this and the town? Uh, I did. I told you, it's a Boston. It's a Boston oh, week. Right, right. <laughs> that's that's a great. Um, I like that you watched that. Um, yeah, I was because for some reason I like, I wonder if the town's uh, streaming too, but um, and it just happened too, but um, and the departed can I can watch that. It's it's at least an annual viewing. Um, to watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I've, and I always forget how many other people are in it, you know, I, for some reason, I, I, even though he's a big point in the movie and at the end, I always forget Mark Wahlberg is in it. Cause obviously it's yeah. more of a, a Matt Damon and, uh, Leonardo, uh, right. movie more than anything, but no, it's an all-star cast though. I, I forget that too. You're like, Oh, I forgot Alec Baldwin's in this and yeah. Anthony Anderson is in it. And <laughs> there's all these guys, the guy from aliens is in it. The guy who played uh, Drake. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And so when I was in Boston, uh, Bastard, for a, a, Madonna, a Madonna show. Um, I went to a few locations that were in walking distance. So here's the here's the Capitol building, the the Massachusetts State House. Yep. Um, I did just look at this page up. recently. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. Police headquarters uh, that filled in before that stood in for the departed is a uh, health center. 
Very nice off center. I always love Jack Nicholson's purple sports coat. Yes. Uh, now it's perfect. So, yeah, I went down to the pier. Um, and the, uh, the bar. Yeah, the bar. was it supposed to be a bar. I can't remember what it was at the time. Oh, something. Yeah, so it all looks about the same. It um, does, yeah. It, yeah, it looks movie, good. I guess it's just a few years later. They kind of redid the uh, entrance to the... Uh, the train. This was a difficult one to track. I knew what the building log address was, but the building address is kind of like the movie is on a different side of the building. So, oh, really? I, yeah, I was like, well, where is this part? So um, oh. now this, even in my few years since I've been there, this whole area is completely changed. It's kind of very kind of uh, gentrified, but you you can still oh, really? see some of these parts. You can as see well. the skeleton. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like the Scorsese. Martin Sheen is still laying down there. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Scorsese filmed on location too in Boston. Yeah, we well, have know? to. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't do Warner Brothers backlot for this, you know. No, can't do it. Um, but Departed still holds up. It's I still think it's a great movie. Um, all right, so for number five, we have Saw Three. Yes. And you like this, right? You're a Saw two through four I, man. I'm a two through four man, and I liked what they kind of did with it, and uh, some concurrent timelines happening, and so so th- yeah, the that those that Saw trilogy works for me still. So yeah, it is good. I still own it. Yeah, Saw three is that the one with Angus McFadden? Uh, is he in that one? I don't know. Yes, he is. Yeah, this oh Shawnee Smith, Angus McFadden. This, yeah, this movie still holds up. It's yeah. still good. Um. And then Saw 4, I think, is the one that takes place at the same time as Saw 3 and stuff like that. So I, I, I know some people get annoyed by that, but I, I like what they did. So, But you like it, and your opinion is all that matters. Really, you're the set chatter. Come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, next, we have another one that Robert has covered. This is The Omen. This is the remake of the 1970s uh, horror classic. Um, and we're going to look at some shots here. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't do the omen. You're looking at the one above it is Alpha. Oh, Dog. yeah, Alpha Dog. I'm sorry. Yep. So uh, Alpha Dog is a. Uh, it kind of feels like a, a Scorsese light uh, movie, <laughs> based on a real life story, and I think hmm, that just makes point. it even more heartbreaking. You know, yeah, maybe because Sharon Stone's in it. I feel like she's had some casino still in her. Uh, <laughs> I think so. In her role, so. You probably recognize some North Hollywood here and uh, a lot of these locations. Yeah, I do. Um, uh, this place right here, the Sports Center. Oh, that's not too far from you. Where is this? I don't even know where this is. Uh, H-J-E-T-E Sports. Boulevard. Yeah, I know where it is. It's by like the golf courses and stuff. Yeah, so there's a couple things around there. Of course, annoying people are actually playing... When I need to get yeah, the shots, the I should just walk out with my camera in the field. <laughs> Same, I need the shot. I need the shot. <laughs> hey, we're trying to play golf. Well, if you had real money, you'd belong to a private club. <laughs> get out. Uh, but yeah, so these are some, you know, there's the Glen Capri Motel. Have you ever stayed here? I actually have not. <laughs> I actually have not. But it makes a nice looking movie. It's yeah. It's unique. It's I unique. think I didn't even want to, I barely did a drive by. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have the uh, Viva Rancho restaurant on Riverside Drive in Burbank. Which I've not been either. I think that's been used in a couple of movies, though, now that I see it. Looks familiar. Yeah. Uh, oh, Circus Liquor. Used in everything. Classic. <laughs> I, uh, I just passed that 
like a month ago. I was driving back from the airport and I was like, huh, it's that place. Interesting story. We actually went there once, like maybe eight years ago, got a bunch of booze, drank them, and then went shopping at Ikea, me and some friends. It was a bad idea, but it was like, we should go to Circus Slayer, get drunk, and then go Ikea shopping. And we did, and we were kicked out of Ikea for like standing on displays, and like it was a bad day. Permanently um, kicked out? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get kicked out. My buddies did, but I went with them. I'm always responsible in public because I'm always afraid of getting, I don't want to get in trouble. So I'm kind of like the wimp of the group, but gotcha. um, but Circus Liquor's been used in Clueless, it's been yeah. in everything. I think there's like three or four liquor stores in this movie, and so and that's always weird because I'm, you're trying to secretly take pictures without right trying to be yeah be that guy or people are like what are you doing? Yeah. like I'm an investigator like it's 10 a.m. stop getting alcohol yeah but stop getting alcohol yeah. Uh, Norwood Inn at Burbank Boulevard in Encino. Yeah, so all around you there. Um, yeah, I got some sneaky pictures there. Where is the Norwood Inn? I know it's sixteen two hundred. I'm just trying to figure out where these are. I don't, uh, I don't recognize know. any of these. Yeah, I don't either. I've been Norwood there. Norwood Inn. I don't. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Right. Uh, and Vasquez Rocks can't go wrong there. Can't. Alpha Dog. Does it still hold up for you? It does, and I was I was actually fortunate to meet Anton before he passed. But yeah, yeah. Um, it it does. Um, I don't watch it too often, but uh, it's kind of a movie you dread to watch just because you know what's going to happen. But right, yeah, yeah, it's not one of those movies you're like, "Hey, y'all, after Monopoly, we're going to fire this up." <laughs> uh, so now we have the Omen, the remake. Yes, yes. Uh, it wasn't as good as the original. Still has some cool shots, though. I think like. The shot in Israel when they're showing like the troops and they, you know, things like that are kind of like foreboding, but um, doesn't hold a candle, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. to the seventies one. And it should have, like, I thought Mia Farrow would be that was she was that was pretty good casting. It didn't, she still didn't reach the heights of uh, her predecessor in that same role, but right, but yeah, but good but point. no, it, it brought nothing new. You're like, oh, I just want, I'd rather watch the original again. Yeah, it brought absolutely nothing to the table. No. So doesn't hold up. Um, uh, next on the list, we have another one that Robert has covered. This is Final Destination Three. three. Uh, I do love my Final Destination movies, uh, except for one of them. Completest, but, yeah. <laughs> almost completest. Uh, I only do the Canadian ones, but um, right. but yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, Roller Coaster was the uh, uh, version of this one. So and I think th- these still this is a little bit of a weaker entry, but. Uh, overall, it's still kind of a fun watch every once in a while. So, and I actually went on that roller coaster, which is certainly not as big as they say it is. But oh, really? No, no. It's it's all movie you, magic. It's a lot of movie magic. Yeah, a lot of uh, lower shots to make it look. Tall. Now I think they should do the next Final Destination in Boston. Yeah, <laughs> they if, should. Everything else is happening that we've but been even, talking about. People even know like what's going. Yeah, <laughs> what's like, happening? Yeah, this is just a typical day. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, this is not. This oh, I, we call this Tuesday here. Yeah, <laughs> in Baston. You think? Yeah, these accidents are not really accidents at all. Yeah, these accidents. <laughs> what's happening? Anyway, um, but yeah, yeah. So this is all uh, Vancouver, of course. Some good shots here. Nice yeah. work. Thank you. Um, what do we have next? Uh, uh when a stranger calls, a ooh. remake. Yes, <laughs> another remake. Another, another remake. I did not like this one at all, but. Who's in this one? Uh, nobody. I don't even know. Uh, 
Nobody, all nobodies. It. Yeah, it's one of those that takes place in a fancy house on a near a pond or whatever and whatever. And it's, it's just like, yeah, one, does it really work in cell phone world anymore? Probably not. And uh, oh yeah, did nothing for me. I'm gonna take your word for it. I haven't seen it. Uh, number ten, V for Vendetta. It's a quoted movie. Robert loves this movie. I think. Mm, yeah, I do not. <laughs> do you? Do you hate this film? Uh, I certainly don't love it. I'll no. say that. Yeah, that'd be my nice. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> what What don't you like about it? Uh, you know, that's it's just not for me. You know, I remember seeing it and I thought, oh, it's fine, but I'm like, I never need to watch it again. The timing of this um, came out during kind of the height of the uh, Iraq and Afghanistan wars and critici- criticism of President Bush. So it it didn't age well in the sense of like the political tones of it. Um, there's a lot of cues from 1984 directly. Yeah. And, um, you know, with the, the big camera and um, John Hurt, who was also in 1984, plays Adam Sutler in this, which is a parody of Adolf Hitler kind of. Um, so it's it's okay. Um, it's not the movie that I think people think it is. Uh, the great mm-hmm. movie that people are quoting it, and it's you know it it's but it's it's, it's okay. I think it's the fine. Natalie Portman yeah. scenes are a little cheesy. Yeah, but it's okay. It's just okay. Uh, the next one almost made my count look away. It was a very close call. <laughs> oh no! And we are talking about the classic Basic Instinct two. Basic Instinct two. And I think I haven't has... seen this. Is Sharon Stone in it? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, oh. With some bangs that give Courtney Cox and Scream 3, three a run for her money. So, <laughs> Really? Oof. It is, yeah. If Take, take a look sometimes. It is barely like, I think, oh, you, know when, you yeah. know when kids cut their own hair and that's what their bangs look like? That's That was her hair on the movie. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. You're like, who thought this was okay? Wow. But, yeah. I mean that's they're it's bad. Yeah, it is. It is not good. So, um, so it's a lot of you know, like one the movie is uh, ten years too late, you know, because it's what now it was probably fifteen years in between, um, and right. there was some legal battles kind of happened to kind of make it go through and stuff like that. And Sharon's overdoing it. She's fresh off a of Catwoman, you know. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so it's just, but it's one of those, you actually can look away, but, uh, if you haven't seen it, you just need to see how drastically different, uh, one did not that basically stick one is a classic necessary, but right. It was a far, it was a big fall. Was it, I mean, obviously it sounds like a cash grab, but was it, um, did they play a a lot of the, uh, on the same things that worked in the first movie, but they felt like a parody kind of thing in this one? Like, no, it was just, she was just kind of like, she, everybody was in on her own joke and whatever. And I don't know, but I feel like I need to make a third one now that why not? Like, (laughs) why not? Uh, obviously she was just in, uh, alpha dog the same year and much better role and much better acted. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say it does not hold up. It does not, but it, I, I do recommend it. <laughs> okay. Robert, yep. it's, a, it's almost a can't look away, so yep. Yep. you'll watch it again. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm not sure what number 12 is. I don't know what that is either. So is that even Thir- a movie? Oh, no. So, 3200, and I just Googled it. Nothing came up. So maybe that's just a, a mistake of some sort. Maybe, maybe Dixie Malone screwed up again. Dixie ruins everything. So, But truly next up is Children of Men. Yes. Um, and that's, I, I feel like I saw this twice in the theater because I just, 
I like, yeah. Um, you can hardly ever go wrong with Julianne Moore. And obviously, this I think about the camera work in this and behind the scenes, they had a great. Uh, you think about the car scene, how the camera's going in and out of the car, and it's all kind of done in one shot, and how they did that. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing. So, so, yeah, so this still works for me. Um, I, wait, I'm not sure what year it's probably supposed to take place in 2020. Uh, and realize, oh, our actual 2020 was bleaker than, than right, this. Right, bleaker than. I'll take Children <laughs> of Men over this. Yeah. The, uh, um, yeah. it, it's a good film. It still holds up for me, and I, I, I'm a big fan of like the dystopian futuristic kind of apocalyptic backdrops and i think this one is a really cool story it shows if you're not familiar it's you know women can't procreate anymore and you know like the youngest ch child is like a celebrity and he's like 18 and clive owen it's uh it's an english film so it's yeah. it's it's cool um but yeah uh it's a good remember, it's a good movie I, I remember I made a meme at the time before memes were actually a thing, but uh, oh, really? I made something about Madonna adopting the last <laughs> existing. Oh, I, I saw that before. Yeah, from you. So, I, I, I mean, yeah. So I, I remember doing that when this movie came out. Oh, that's uh, brilliant. <laughs> maybe memes story. were a thing at the time. I don't remember, but no, no, uh, no. I think you created them just like you yeah. created such editing. That's what yeah. I tell people. Uh, next, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. So this the is beginning. the prequel to the 2003 film. So uh, three years later, same look to it, uh, same plot to it, yep. almost to a T, uh, but did not work for me uh, this time around. No, no way. Yeah. A uh, lot more, uh, even prettier kids this time. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, they have to keep with the times. Yeah, so shot in kind of uh, a lot of similar places as as the original, or not uh, the 2003 one. So, and Robert has covered this on his website as well. Yes, uh, this is a foreboding shot of a slaughterhouse. Uh, yeah, I remember my legs were betting up that day. I just like it was yucky. Oh, Walking. mosquitoes! It was worse than I didn't even know what it was. It was just, and they had just mowed or something too, and so everything was oh. out. I was just like. Get, I was like, quickly get these shots and get out of here. So, yeah. Did you have any issues getting these shots? No, there's nobody there at the time. Um, I remember this this particular, and this was the same place that was used in the first one. Yeah. Um, the house, of course, the same house that they used in the 2003. So, just right. some very far away shots from that. Um, same windmill. I couldn't get the windmill turned at the exact same point, but I did my best. <laughs> You were close. You, uh, yeah, close. Yeah. Efforts for at least seeing the location. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of some newer locations uh, that was supposed to be. Um, I can't remember what this place was at the time. So, um, but yeah. So even though it was Texas, I just did my best. And what is a cotton yeah. gin? Is that where they make cotton to fabric? I think so. Yeah. So that's where they spin it. I think. Got it. Do you have a cotton gin in Omaha? I don't think we do. Well, we oh, I wish mill. you did. We had a mill of some sort. I know that I used to drive by on the way to the airport, but, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, for Texas Chainsaw fans, here are some locations. All right, check it out on the set, uh, set-data.com. Some good work by Robert. Um, next, we have United ninety three, one of the two movies, the other being World Trade Center, that they um, released in this year about the September eleventh attacks. Um, you know, I, I've I've tried to watch this three times. I've turned it off each time. It was just like uncomfortable. Oh, really? For me to watch? Yeah, I, I couldn't. So, do it. Um, yeah, I like this one. Um, there's a they use some actually real people. Um, I can't remember the the gentleman's name that was in air traffic control, and he's playing himself in the movie. Um, and then they hired some military to also uh, non actors. Um, 
doing it themselves. So, um, so yeah, so I, I like this one. At a certain point, they, um, I can't remember where in the movie, they um, stop cutting back uh, to anybody else. So you're just literally on the plane the entire time. Um, and so I, I don't know. So it, it worked for me. Um, I remember this is the first time I saw Cheyenne Jackson in a film. Uh, he played Mark Bingham. Um, and then okay. I think yeah, the next year I went to go see him in Xanadu on Broadway. So Xanadu. I did. I remember, cause I remember talking about this. That was a fan. But before he, uh, obviously he was kind of more known for Broadway, but um, and yeah. then, uh, a little while after he kind of hit it big. I like big. it. Uh, United 93, that's a good good analysis of it. Yep. Still holds up, recommended. Number 15 is yep. The Wicker Man. Please. <laughs> it, this is almost a can't look away, too. Say, right uh, right totally. up there with basic instinct of like, you know what, you do need to see this at least once in your life. You have to. It's so bad. It's It started, it reinvigorated the trend of like, it's so bad, it's good, you gotta watch it. Um, this is Nicholas <laughs> Nicholas Cage's like pinnacle when people stop taking him truly seriously as an actor. You know, like it was maybe a little bit before, but this like sealed the deal. Yeah. Where you're like, wow, he did this. And this is a this is a dark movie, though. Like the original is really dark. Um, yeah. But this movie, just for the lines itself, um, it's a good if you don't watch it, listeners, just YouTube like Wicker Man 2006 and yeah. enjoy your afternoons. Fantastic line deliveries. Yes. Um, um, yeah. I recommend it for that reason. Yeah. You like I said, you need to at least watch this once. Number eight, 16 is The Breakup. Yeah, so this is, I remember, Vince Vaughn, Jess, Jeff, Jessica Aniston, Jennifer Aniston. Um, and so I, I actually saw this in the theater at the time. So I think Vince Vaughn I was still okay with, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was still kind of making some funny movies and stuff like that. So it was fine at the time. Never need to watch again. I agree. Same scenario. Saw it when it came out. Uh, maybe, maybe saw it once before. I do like some of the one-liners, you know, like when he's bowling and Vince Vaughn is saying... Band of Brothers, watch it sometime, you know, and and John Favreau in the bar where he's like, we need to find think long and hard about someone that can't be traced back to us. He's like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to kill anyone. <laughs> okay, got it. No prop, we're not doing that. He's like, no, I'm yeah. serious, I really don't want to do that. So there are some good good moments in it. Yeah, but yeah, it was fine. And Jennifer Aniston is great at comedy. I mean, I think about, mm-hmm. I, I was it the Millers that I just I. It's always oh, yeah. some of the hotel. And and she's good at I mean there there's pieces yeah. that are I think she's really good at. So she looks different now. Yeah, there her and Courtney look a little uh, I, I didn't notice till recently, but I saw yeah. something on of her on Apple TV and I it's different. Yeah, and she didn't need to do anything. No, yeah. I yeah. don't think so. Um but yeah, breakup still holds up, I would say. Yeah. Um, um so Next, we kind of have a, I call it doubleheader because, you know, when we have Volcano and Dante speak in one year, <laughs> this is the year we had The Prestige and The Illusionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Prestige was the Christian Bale one, if I remember right. And then yeah, The Illusionist is, is, national is, treasure. is the Edward, Ed, Edward Norton one. So, yes. I don't think I've good. seen the, the one with Edward Norton, though. Okay. They are both good for a watch. Um, some, the the twist in one of them, I'll say, is just like, well, we can tell. <laughs> I don't know. We, uh, really? Yeah, it, it, I, I used to call it the, the Padme uh, twist. You know, because <laughs> I remember at the end, they're like, you know, she goes, but I'm actually the queen. And people are like, what? <laughs> uh, both yeah. Liam Neeson and... Uh, I'm uh, actually the queen. Yeah. 
where they're doing their literally best acting to say, I had no idea this was the same person. What? Are you, uh, you're serious? Yeah. Um, I know. That was laughable. Uh, What's a better yeah. film? Um, oof. Maybe the, the Prestige, I think. The Prestige, I think, is more uh, rewatchable. Christopher Nolan? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I, I watch both. All right. I don't, they still I don't, hold up. Yeah, I don't own either ones, but yeah. 18 is an inconvenient truth, which unfortunately still holds up because yeah. we haven't really done a great job at curbing climate change. We've come a long way since 2006 with a lot of accomplishments, yeah. but um, yeah, more yeah than ever. it's a movie I'd never watch again. I, I'm, I'm apprised of climate change. I'm an environmentalist, so I'm always up to date and doing research on it, but yeah, it still holds up. Um, it's a wake up. It was a wake up call at the time. Uh, Al Gore to rewatch yeah. this now, fifteen years later, and and things that they predicted at the time probably all came true. So yeah, no, for sure. Um, so it still holds up. Nineteen is Lady in the Water, M Night Shyamalan's finest film. Mm. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> it's filmed in Ben Salem. I think it was Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Yeah. This movie was the peak of Shyamalan like this was the one that sealed the deal of like okay he's doing really he, it started all the awful movies because he was coming off of the village with this and um you know he put himself in a major part in this movie which didn't work yeah. as a writer and uh he was so like kind of full, not full of himself at the time but he's like I can do anything this was a movie he wrote about like bedtime stories for his mm-hmm. kids and he tried to bring fantasy in and mix horror and um paul giamatti's great he's a great actor but it does not hold up for me no it's too heavy-handed to crunch everything in and everything was connected and this yeah. person is this and this person is that and like and audiences are like we're not buying this you know and they, i think people were saying like is there a twist to this you know why, why are we here <laughs> right right yeah if you watch it it makes you want to watch like Batteries not included or something. You're like, oh yeah, that was another apartment movie. Let's put that on instead. Yeah, that was better. Um, I, now, now that you say that, I'm like, oh, maybe they should make this into a stage play. What, Lady in the Water? Yeah, because you know that's you, all you just yeah. need. The apartments and that's uh, all you need. Yeah, and then uh, some water effects. Uh, and yeah, I could, can't you see the bad costumes of in? Uh, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can. The, Lady in the, the Water. The guy with the one big arm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway don't you agree though Shyamalan though like he, he threw himself in this too much no he he pushed it too far and he yeah. he and kind of ever since he's still trying to second guess what people want and it's not getting it right no you know but. yeah he shouldn't do that he did the the happening after this which we'll get into <laughs> two episodes but yes yeah yes yeah. yes that's one that's always aching to be talked about yeah oh of course yeah, yeah. So between the two, yeah, we're like, oof, you know, oof. he hit us twice in the gut. How did the Devil come out? That was around here, right? Yeah. Now he did he produce that one? He didn't direct it, I think. I think. I don't just, think he directed it. I yeah. think he just produced it and wrote it. So, speaking of the Devil, um, I don't know if you, saw, <laughs> I don't know if you saw uh, the Hollywood Kills premiere, red carpet premiere, um, and Jamie Lee Curtis dressed up as her mother. Janet yeah, Lee, or as you. she likes to say, that she dressed up as Scarlett Johansson playing her mother in Hitchcock. 
Um, but if you look at those pictures, she looks strikingly like, and my sister noticed this as well, uh, the main actress uh, in Devil. So uh, take a look when you have a chance. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I got to revisit that. Older woman and stuff like that. But yeah, oh, I wow. think it's Jamie or that actress, but they look very similar uh, when Jamie's all done up. So. Oh, nice. I'm going to check it out. Good point. Yep. Cheers to Robert's sister. Yes. Uh, number 20 is Black Christmas. Uh, I don't know what this is, sir. What this is, is this, Jim? One of the first remakes of Black Christmas uh, with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in this. She was in Final Destination 3. Uh, okay. Literally, it's her and eight other girls that all look exactly the same. You cannot tell them apart. Um, oh, really? Is Yeah, and this movie is a mess. It's one of those that the trailers had all this footage that wasn't in the movie, and I think they shot special footage for the trailer that they already knew it wasn't in the movie. You know, so it was just no. And it was then, all over the place. It it was just like yeah, it just didn't. It did, none of it worked. Yeah, and you just like you don't care about any of these girls, and there's I don't. It was zero suspense. So what what do you bring into it? Nothing. Yeah, no, it wasn't doing it for you. No, sorry. All right, Black Christmas does not hold up. Black Christmas from two thousand six. Um, for your consideration, I didn't realize you covered this gem, Robert. Uh, yeah, just a few locations. So this is um, this is rewatchable for me. So um, speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, her husband directed and appears in this one as well. Yeah, um, he's better, but he's his main films that he's best known for are are more well liked. Of course, his best in show. Um, uh, Definitely. Others, but this one I still like, and he has some of the same troupe, you know, Eugene Levy and Parker Posey and Catherine O'Hara. Um, so shot at the Culver Studios, um, which uh, already looks a little different um, at, yeah. at the time, it still looked the same, and now they've really, I think, I can't remember which company took it over. So, um, and her house uh, in the show is not in the movie's not too far away. So, just a couple of locations that I've been to. I like it. Oh, very cool. Third. Can't go wrong. Oh, with this it. guy. Yeah, Bob Balaban. So, but yeah, so, um, I enjoy it. It's a good Oscar movie. It is good. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, your consideration still holds yes. up for the both of us. Still does. Twenty two is still does. Twenty two is Inside Man. This yes. is another Clive Owen one on the list. He was a busy guy that year. He was or the year before, I guess. Uh, and I still like this film. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, I love Jodie Foster in this one. Uh, She's such a bitch in it. You love her. Yeah, I. I, I picture, this is what I picture of Jodie in real life. I'm sure. She's oh yeah, there, totally. but you know, but I'm like, like you know, she's just like. Would it make you a deal? Yeah, and this is where like I was like, oh, if Clarice really did grow up, this is what I fear. Like, uh, totally. Yeah, you would you would hate her immediately. Yeah, Christopher but, Plummer's good too. Yes, uh, I even like Denzel Washington. I'm usually not a big fan of because uh, mm-hmm. he and he's just playing Denzel in this one too. But I yeah. Denzel always plays a cop or a good guy or a bad guy, extreme for both. And the cops always like uh, he he he's an everyman, you know. Yeah. Like these extraordinary things happen. Um, but yeah, I just watched this not too long ago. It's uh, it's a good movie, um, Inside Man. I enjoy it. Um, uh, uh, and I should say one of the worst sequels ever is Inside Man Two. Oh, I didn't even know they made one. There why is make, why do a sequel? I don't know, and I've tried to watch it. A couple times, and I think I still haven't gotten past like the twenty-minute mark. Oh no, that, that bad? is bad. Yeah. Anyway. Oh no. So, so Inside not. Man holds up. Next is Hollywoodland. Have you seen this movie? Um, I have. This is the um, George Reeve. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ben Affleck, and so I've I've seen this once. It was fine. Um, I never need to watch it again. 
No. I thought, I thought Ben was fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I don't need to watch it again. It is a good movie. Um, it talks about George Reeves, the original Superman, or George Reeves, the original Superman, and the whole suicide, or was it a murder kind of thing for his, his home in Benedict Canyon. Um, but uh, yeah, it still, uh, still holds up. Still, Adrian Brody's okay in it. Yeah. Bob Hoskins is in it. It does. It does. It is a product of its time where they yeah. do kind of the cheesy, um, you know, like the soft focus for the flashback scenes and like yeah, but, old but school Hollywood, you know. But, right, right. You know. But yeah, still holds up uh, for the most part. And finally, is Rocky Balboa? Uh, I need another paycheck. <laughs> so, which technically Rocky is this? Is this considered Rocky six? Six. Okay. Yeah. The only reason they did this was because Rocky Five was so bad um, that Stallone just like I have to do one more to like end it properly, and I, yeah. I think this film did accomplish that. They it was respectful. They got him back in the ring, even though yeah. he was like seventy, and um, <laughs> it, it was a cool take to see like a modern Rocky shot in yeah modern days. So for that reason, it, it still holds up. But and, overall, it's a it, it it falls flat with the story. Yeah. I mean, even. Talia Shire was like, no, I'm not yeah. coming back for this. Um, I liked um, Milo in this one as his son. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I thought, you know, like, oh, that I could see that, and kind of that worked, and it worked. Yeah. But, but, yeah, no need to. Uh... No, no need to do. <laughs> to, no, yeah, the end. The end. So those are the uh, honorable mentions of 2006. Yeah. Um, interesting, cool list there. And uh, finally, can't look away. These let's, are films let's, that let's start with your can't look away first. Enough is enough. <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Buckle up. About to open some fucking windows. <laughs> uh, snakes oh on a plane. Gosh. When I first heard about this movie, this is this was obviously during the days of online trailers and everything, but it was like kind of pre-social media. So I was in a bar at age twenty-four, and somebody told me. Uh, about the snakes in a plane movie that's coming out that they saw a trailer for, and I didn't believe them. And I was like, no, that's like Samuel Jackson's not doing that kind of movie. Um, and then it, I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this exists. Um, yeah. It's just such a bad movie. It's, it's, uh, it's like a sci-fi channel kind of movie, but it's fun for me. I love snakes. They're completely inaccurate <laughs> with, like, <laughs> snake behavior, and yeah. it's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know how well snakes do at high altitudes. Um, I don't think very well, but yeah, what do I know? But yeah, and everybody had to go see it, you know, like uh, for the line alone, which I know they had to insert in the movie. It was not really, if I remember right, not part of the movie. They somehow that got to be the the catch line, or yeah, um, it was so a they phenomenon. Had to, they had to shoot that scene, and that's why when you actually see it, there's not much behind them because uh, that that was a an insert. Uh, yeah, it's a close up. Yeah. Yeah, um, and Lin Shay, one of the, uh, it's one of the stewardesses. I remember, um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, does it hold up? No, but it didn't really hold up at the time. It's just kind of some kitschy fun. Yeah, kitschy fun. Good yeah. point. And what do you have for yours? Oh, one of my favorites, <laughs> Idiocracy. Have you seen Idiocracy? Oh yeah, many times. I just, I even own it. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> on DVD. First surprise, it's not on VHS. I'm uh, surprised this didn't get more play over the last like four years with idiocracy. <laughs> My wife so many times is like, "Are we living in idiocracy?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, we are." 
<laughs> we are. Uh, I don't know. So this is one I can't stop watching. Um, and I, don't, I, I just love it. And there's just so many like weird things that don't translate <laughs> if I kind of repeat them and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, or I, we just really don't want to repeat on air. And there's some things that are like, oh, that does not hold up well in 2021 world. But no, still, that's I true. Laugh. Yeah, but I'm like, the... it's a fun ride, and it's <laughs> yeah. a fun movie. Yeah, you can't you can't look away from that kind of movie. All the lines that I would love to shout out, I'm like, I just can't because there'd be they're so. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't even tell. Yeah, I can't even can't tell you my it. favorite lines. Yeah, so but yeah, but I I do recommend this. I feel like Wally owes this movie some because you know Wally has all the garbage oh, yeah. stacked up or whatever. I'm like, Idiocracy did all that first. Yeah, so, they did the so, huge garbage so, hey, stacks. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so it is. I I do like it. Yeah, it is a good movie. Good point. I like that. I was so surprised when I saw this, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool that, that Robert enjoys this." I I enjoy it too much. I'll tell you that. Like, where's directed? The, where's the 4K of this movie? Uh, yeah, we're waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. It it's my 4K. it's a Mike Judge movie. That's so, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it had it should have probably done better than it did, but um, I don't know. A little a little cameo, you know. Justin Long's has a little cameo in it and some other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the doctor. Right. It is good. It is funny. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a listen. Uh, I, I'm supposed to be going, leaving prison, not going in. Like, you dumbass. Dumb. You're in the wrong line. Uh, <laughs> Idiocracy. It's great. Um, I think I have that on DVD too. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Give us our 4K. Idiocracy. So, Mike Criterion, Judge. if you're listening, Criterion yeah. Collection. This would be perfect. Please, Criterion. I know a representative is listening. Give us Idiocracy. It's the, the world needs it. And don't ask me. I don't know why. I just noticed that they put the phonetic spelling under the title. Oh, Idiocracy. Idiocracy. So <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's a nice touch. It is a nice touch. I'm like, uh, so good. So good. I don't know if we're like, really? You just dissed eight of the top ten and this is the movie that you're saying right yeah hey Please you buy. know what yeah <laughs> happy feet ice age over the hedge not having it not even pirates of the caribbean but you want to talk good films idiocracy is happening that's the way to go that's martin scorsese's idiocracy martin scorsese's idiocracy oh my gosh all right well that's going to be our show tonight thank you to robert patterson as always uh check him out on instagram at set underscore jetter and his website at set dash jetter.com uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time for 2007's highest-grossing films. Do they still hold up? We will see you all on the set. Everything.